welcome to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. Ethnos is a new organization looking to join in the holistic, community-transforming work happening in New Brunswick and Highland Park. Part of that includes thinking about the spiritual health and vitality of our community. Each week, our gathering is meant to give our community a safe and helpful place for that. This is a bonus episode with an update from our friends Carlos and Crisol Martinez, who are part of our Ethnos community in San Diego. Today, we have the opportunity just for us here as Ethnos New Brunswick to hear a little bit more about our wider Ethnos family, what's happening, and specifically to hear from Carlos and Crisol Gonzalez. And so, Martinez Gonzalez. So, if you guys can come on up, do you want to both come up or do you want to just, you can both come up so yeah. people can acknowledge you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, uh, I'm going to hand over the mic to Carlos really soon. Carlos uh, is going to share a little bit about who he is, his story, and what have you. But I need to tell you a little bit about how we actually got to know each other. As you can tell, Carlos and I look a lot, a lot alike, right? <laughs> uh, I was telling Carlos that Carlos needs to take a picture with his hand right here so I can look like I have a tattoo sleeve, because this is really awesome. I'd like to get a tattoo sleeve myself sometime. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> But believe it or not, Carlos and I and Crystal, we've known each other, I believe, for 12 years. And uh, when we first started Ethnos San Diego, the very first Ethnos in 2003, uh, the first three years of Ethnos San Diego, we did this community Easter fair in our community. It was the largest Easter fair that happened in that area. I think by the third year, we had over 1,000 people coming to this field doing this huge Easter egg hunt with like 400 kids. It was kind of epic. We stopped doing it because it was just a lot of work, it was, honestly. Um, but Carlos and Crisol got one of the flyers for the Easter fair, and they came out to Ethnos. Uh, it was their first time in their adult life stepping into a place of faith, and um, a lot of things began to happen. They went from a place of no faith to faith, I'll have them tell you about that, and after the span of 12 years, Carlos and Crosol now are, again, part of the key leadership in leading our newest Ethnos site. Uh, they actually also travel around the other, other states, going to other places to do a lot of community development in helping people just get better at holistic transformation. All the, all the things we do here or we try to do here, Carlos leads out on that in many, many impoverished cities across the United States. Really exciting stuff. So I'm going to turn it over to him. He's going to just share a little bit about who he is, and uh, we'll go on from there. All right? Let's give Carlos and Crisola a hand again. Again, my name is Carlos, and this is my wife. Hi. I'm introducing myself because he just told me to. I'm Crisola, his wife. <laughs> yeah, we've been together 30 years, so um, yeah, we have a lot of history together. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. It's awesome. It's wonderful. Again, my name is Carlos Martinez. Um, I'm here. Uh, thank you, Pastor Yukon, for having me here. Really appreciate it, Dr. Chu. Uh, we go long back. Yukon, uh, y'all got to stick with him. I'm telling you. Y'all need to stick with him. He got the Jesus with him. <laughs> He's got Jesus with him, let me tell you. Um, yeah, I just want to come up here and talk a little bit about, give my little testimony of where I'm at. Um, in my life uh, before I came to Jesus, and um, I definitely want to honor the time. Uh, so, 
where I was at when, when uh, way long ago, I was used to be an addict for 22 years. So I was drug addicted, alcoholic, you name it, I did it, everything but uh, needles, uh, syringes and stuff like that, you know. And so um, I had a lot of addiction coming into to before coming into Jesus. So it was really, really hard and heavy on my life, and especially with my wife being there, um, her going through it also. But I wanted to give you a little testimony of how I became free in drugs and alcohol. And so um, my, my freedom started with me moving from Arizona to uh, California, San Diego, San Diego, California. What happened was I had a little three-year-old boy. I came home from, from uh, being out all night. I came home at 5 in the morning. I have a little three-year-old son that used to hang out with me and uh, kick it with me. I take him everywhere. And so one morning I got home and fell asleep, took a shower, fell asleep, 5 in the morning, messed up. And my wife wakes up at, wakes me up at 9 a.m. And then she says, hey, you know what? Um, I want you to come see something. And I'm like, I'm asleep. And she's like, no, I need you to see something now. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So she done spoke, so I got to get up, right? <laughs> so I got up and uh, put my clothes on real quick, put my shorts and my shirt on, went outside. And I seen my son. Um, she says, I want you to go outside by the carport. And when I walked out, I seen my son at three years old holding a beer can empty and a cigarette butt in his mouth. And I said, wow, it just dropped my heart. I'm like, okay, this is really going out of hand. I don't, I don't want to mimic the next generation. So anyways, long story short on that, she showed me, and I was like, it's time to leave. So we got up, sold our house, moved out to San Diego. Um, as we moved out to San Diego, then two years later, we went to church, Chris Hull had invited me to come to church, and that's when I met Pastor Yukon. And uh, ever since then, you know, the, the freedom was getting away mentally, right? But when now that I look back, the freedom is being free to spiritually, spiritually free, because you know what's out there, you know? And uh, after reading the Bible and getting to know what warf war spiritual warfare was, I knew who was in my life, and it wasn't Jesus. So coming into Etnos, encountering Jesus, discovering Jesus, my freedom started when I actually got freed in the spirit and came into the heavenly realms with God. So that's when it all started. And so another thing I want to talk about, um, I had a lot of satanic, I, I just spoke about spiritual warfare. I had a lot of satanic spirituality that I used to do in um, in Arizona. My mom, my, my dad used to practice brujeria in Spanish, a lot of witchcraft. And uh, we got, it, my, my dad practiced it, his parents practiced it, my sister practiced it, and then I started practicing it. And then my daughter started, my daughter was 15, 14, 15. I started bringing her into it. And we got all bound up. We didn't know what we were doing because we're non-believers, you know. And so my testimony on that is that when I realized when I met Jesus, there was a lot of things that I had to confess in the spirit of God as a believer. And so when I confessed those things out loud with other uh, believers in, inside, I went through, like uh, Yukon said, inner healing. 
right? Sozo, and I confessed that in the spirit, and a lot of things changed in my life. The Holy Ghost just wrecked the family, came in, and took over. So being freed from satanic spirituality is amazing, let me tell you. And it broke chains, like generations that are going to come after me. So praise God for that. Amen. Can we give God praise for that? But the actual freedom started when Jesus came to my tomb. That's when he set me free. And ever since then, I'm like, I got to follow this man. I got to follow him. I need him in my life. And so um, I want to share that with y'all. If y'all have any relatives that are dealing with drugs or alcohol, anything like that, continue to pray, please. Coming from a 22 years of addiction, people were praying for me. And the 12 steps are there, but honestly, I took the one-step program. That was Jesus. Amen? So he's real. Also, real quick, talk about um, we have... When I got to meet Jesus, when, you know, I walked with Pastor Yukon and he brought in the grace to our family, and we noticed that and we seen that, it started convicting me, and we were kind of living separated, meaning my wife and I, we weren't married yet. So it was really like God started convicting me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to get married. I got to make this right. So... um on my half, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll hand it over. But on my half, I would say, you know what? I was in a place where I felt like God, God told me, he's like, it's always been in my heart to be real. And he's like, you know, he told me, he's like, you know what? If you're going to be a Christian, you better be a Christian. And I'm like, whoa. If you are real in the streets for 22 years, you're going to have to be real with me and get right. And that's what, I mean, that's honestly, that's the truth. You know, that, that was harsh truth to me. And I'm like, oh, man, so you're going to walk with me? You need to be, you need to make it right with me all the way around. There's no ifs, ands, and buts, halfway, half out, one foot in, one foot out. It's got to be 100%. And I'll let my wife tell you the rest. So, yeah, so what I wanted to say about... Um, leaving Arizona is, um, I'm sure you all know, but we thought get, running away from there was going to solve our problems, and obviously it didn't. We just carried the problems with us. But even God bringing us to San Diego was a really, look, in hindsight, it was just work, God working in us at that time. We, Of course, we weren't believers. We had no clue. We thought everything was a coincidence or we're lucky. But last minute, you know, it's another story, but I'll just tell you real quick. Last minute, he took us to the part of San Diego where Yukon was, that was just like literally the last minute thing where we decided to move there, where it was all God. And he placed us there because he knew that this man would be the only one that could put up with our mess. I mean, this guy goes hard in ministry, but he went hard in drugs. He went hard in selling drugs. He went hard in all, everything he does, he does hard. So when he wanted to do, when we said, okay, let's accept Jesus, let's do this, he went hard on Jesus. He wanted answers. He, want, he had questions. I feel so bad for you, Con. <laughs> For the stuff we put him through. I told Yukon that he went from level one to level five in patience. I said, you know, be careful what you ask for because he must have asked God for patience because really, 
we, we were, um, yeah, anyways. Um, and, and so, yeah, so th the thing I tell, my, when I give my testimony, I tell people, I tried everything. I tried counseling, tried, I mean, you know, discipline, whatever you think, I, we tried it with our kids, and nothing worked. And when we tried Jesus, things started changing. Mm -hmm. And what happened is what I realized, it started changing us, and then the things started changing with our kids. Because we wanted our kids, oh, don't do this, don't do that. But here's mom and dad doing all these things that we're telling them not to do. And Jesus came in, and he convicted us. And, yeah, I was always ready to be married. He was not. He was waiting for me to be the woman that he needed or whatever. Anyways, <laughs> so I was so happy. I was like, thank you, God. You know, he really did, um, you know, make his, change his mind because of God, not because of me. And it's like, I don't care. I'm, I'm fine. I feel, I'm glad because I... I felt like not good enough all those years that he wouldn't marry me. Like, I'm not good enough for him. And it made me, you know, it made me feel like, yeah, that was just not important. But um, the other thing I wanted to say is, you know, I used to pray to God. I, I never prayed because we weren't believers. But when things get really bad, you know how it is. Um, that's when mostly when people would come to God. So I would come to God and my prayer would be, God, give me the strength to leave this guy. Because I was convinced 100% that this guy would never change. He's who he is. That's the worst. There's no changing him. And God never answered my prayer, and that's because he did a, a 180 on him. And it's just like, now I see that, God, you did, you blessed me by leaving me with him. Because, yes, I suffered. Yes, we went through this. But we're very close. And he, this guy is just like, oh, my gosh, everything that I didn't even know I wanted. I didn't know I wanted a man of God. I didn't, I didn't know I wanted this man that's going to be just chasing Jesus. I just thought I wanted a good man that worked, didn't do drugs, didn't, you know, drink. And treated me right, and which all those things came along, but then add, God added all these other things that are just, oh my gosh, amazing. And that's what I love. Back then, I hated his drive because it was drive for the wrong things. Now I love his drive because the drive is now for these awesome things. And, and even though Yukon really struggled with us, I believe he kept continuing to work with us because he saw that we were, no matter what, we were still, we still wanted Jesus in our lives. And it was, it was awesome because that's where I started seeing changes in my husband. We had a, a homeless ministry and um, Yukon talked to him and told him, you know, you're going to have to let that go and work on your marriage because that's more important right now. And I was in my mind, I was like, this guy is going to be like, forget him. I'm not doing it. Let's go. We're leaving this church. And he did it. He humbled himself and he did it. And he was upset. But let me tell you, had he not humbled himself and, and done that, we, we would probably be divorced right now because our marriage was in trouble. We were married, we were seeking God, but there was a lot of issues that we had to deal with that we had not dealt with. And so it was just great, the help that the Ethnos members did, the things that the mentors were there, that our kids had through Ethnos, just the, the discipleship. It's really amazing what God did there. So I just wanna say, you know, wherever you are in your walk, just continue to stick to your community, support each other, I mean, this, the, the Ethnos community to us is just like a family we've never had. And so, anyways, I just thought, that's all I want to say. Thanks, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, we have some history, uh, Carlos and I and Crystal. And um, just to let you know, the reason why why, you know, we have people come from the network is so you can realize you're a part of a bigger family here in New Brunswick. 
Um, it's, it's not just the people sitting here. We're tied into something much bigger, and it's amazing. It really is amazing um, what God is doing and starting these families, these communities all around, um, all around the world right now. Thanks again for joining us for today's conversation. For more information about Ethnos New Brunswick, visit us at ethnosnb.com.